feels fine. It's the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Oh, I feel that fine. Okay. What were you doing on last? Bikes. You were previewing, you were teasing bikes. His name is Will Norman. And he's got a big, he's identified a big problem okay. with bicycling. It's not diverse enough. Just not enough diversity. Wait a minute. Uh, he says the bicycling has a diversity problem. Too few women and people from ethnic minority groups cycle in London, and something must be done about this. Immediately. 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 He wants to promote diversity among a largely white, male, middle-class biking community. What? We got one. You, we got one. You can get them. Really? You can get you. I can get you. You can, I can get me one you, by two? I can get you a pedestrian uh, chief here in St. Paul by three o'clock. <sighs> Grand schemes such as the Cycle Superhighway Network of partially segregated routes linking suburbs with the center are all too often perceived as simply a way of getting middle-aged white guys cycling faster around the city, Will Norman said. And something must be, we must do something about this. What if, what if you're uh what if you're an eth- uh, a person of different ethnicity and you don't feel like riding a bike? What do you do then? I guess you... we must do something. <laughs> he said he's considering setting diversity targets for London's cycling population. Okay, you're getting too. I'm uh, telling you, this is. You think I'm making that, this up? What does that mean? Well, to attract uh, well, Polish people, you'll put Polish sausage there. What do you? Black, Asian, and minority ethnic groups account for about 15 percent of the city cycle trips. Two thirds less than transport for London estimates it could be. Speaking to the Independent, Mr. Norman, whose job it is to deliver on Sadiq Khan's pledge, he's the mayor. To make walking and cycling safer and easier in the capital said there is a problem with cycling and the way it is perceived of getting middle-aged men cycling fast. Need more Asians on bikes. Yep. More African-Americans on bikes. Mr. Norman is the capital's first cycling commissioner. I bet he's got a uniform. Like uh, the Surgeon like General. stripes. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Patches. <clears throat> he wants to tackle the... M-A-M-I-L-S. Mammals. Middle-aged men in Lycra. <sighs> Forgetting different people from different walks of life, cycling, older people, younger people, those from different back. What what what's peculiar yeah, about that? I don't get it. The mayor's office has unveiled a number of projects. It says it will begin to address it to a lack of diversity, including cycle training courses, grants for community groups who do not typically cycle, and the promotion of electric bikes, as well as expanded cycle routes. On Quiet Way One, road safety and legal campaigns officer at Cycling UK back the moves saying authorities should be focusing on the barriers that deter people from cycling rather than existing cyclists. Hmm. Well, if you already have a population of cyclists, yep. apparently they have found no bar- What What barriers are they facing that the people already cycling are not facing? Yeah, good question. Mr. Norman also responded to mounting criticism of Mr. Khan's record on delivering cycling projects after nearly two years in City Hall, saying his boss had achieved more for London's... (laughs) This is a priority! Something must be done about this. See, if you're the cycling commissioner... Yep. 
it almost stands to reason that you'd have to come up with this. You gotta, you gotta be doing. You gotta, gotta be on you your gotta plate. have a, you gotta have a cause, right? You know. If we want to shift to eighty percent of journeys to be walking, cycling, or public transport, so the demonization of the internal combustion engine continues apace. That is a much more ambitious target, and really is fundamentally rethinking the way we move around our city. Yeah, you're going to be moving around it a lot more slowly. Of this kind of activism, the belief that people should walk, take public transit, or ride bicycles is not unique to London or Paris or Madrid or Minneapolis or St. Paul. Mm -hmm. It is driven by the same thought processes. Station that what the activists do not take into account, to me, are two things. They don't take commerce into account because they're not really interested in commerce. They're interested in the mystery. And the other thing they don't seem to take into account, and I think this is particularly true in the Twin Cities, walk, ride a bike, or take public transit. That's focused on you know 27-year-old single people who don't have to haul kids around. Right, or go to Target for the grocery right, store. Right. Maybe a quick run to Whole Foods to get dinner for the night. If but, you bring your own bag. Right. But you're right, yeah, if you need... A box of Lucky Charms and you need or run to go get hockey equipment or the, the, a sports store. A mom with three kids cannot successfully conduct her life right now in Minneapolis or St. Paul. Kids get to school and that's how the kids get to baseball practice mostly. That's how the kids... Uh, that's how mom gets to the grocery store to put five bags of groceries in the back. That's not ever, it does not seem to me to ever be the target of the activism. The activism is that those kinds of families, mothers with children, they're an inconvenience to the higher goal. Which uh, there are critics, apparently, London Assembly's Transport Committee have warned that Mr. Khan is not acting quickly enough. <laughs> Oh, the critics here, the critics here isn't happening enough. Uh, Khan is not acting quickly enough to build new cycling infrastructure, particularly new segregated cycling routes, even where there is public transit after the latest death of a cyclist who was hit by a bus on a busy roundabout in Greenwich. This is mirroring what has happened here. Caller off the air said, don't forget about the elderly. And the elderly, sure. Uh, The disabled that can't. Poor. And, and, and what and what the act? Let me, let me see if I can get this so it's not uh, hyperbole. It's not that the activists probably resent nuclear families with children. It's that, that most of the activists do not represent the concerns of nuclear. Concern about the lack of progress, meaning for segregated bike lanes, comes after the latest death of a cyclist who was hit by a bus on a roundabout in Greenwich. It just happened here. Mr. Gron lost his life. Mm-hmm. In mid-May, uh, westbound on Summit, when he, we now know, of a guy by all accounts, mm-hmm. great guy, but he blew through a red light. And now I think it's safe to presume with his head down. Otherwise, he wouldn't have hit the bus. Right? Yeah, that's 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 and the, and the hue and cry immediately went up. The cyclist How would that have prevented Mr. Grons right. losing his life? 
You can't put the lane across Snelling. You can't go. Well, you can, though, if everybody rode bikes, walked, or took public transit. Well, then why not just tear up avenues like Summit Grant? A guy who's so keen on this, a buddy of mine, mm-hmm. that he he's he counts bicyclists. When he goes from his house in the in the extreme southwest corner of St. Paul to say Menards on University is it Menards on University and yeah, Pryor? And Pryor. Okay. He counts the cyclists because he's more than two or three bikes at a time. Plus, how is mom supposed to go to Menards with the kids? On a bicycle lane. Mom's gotta go or dad's gotta go get the sheet of plywood. Right. How do you get that home then? Right. Who, who am I taking there? Do we know yet? Uh, no. The activism. Look at the time. You're supposed to remind me of the time. And he never does. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Hi, Andrea. Hi, Joe. Or Mayor. Go ahead. Um, I just turned the radio on a, f- a few minutes ago, so this may or may not be totally pertinent to what you were talking about, but two things. First of all, as we drive around, I live in the Midway area. Well, the people you see walking presumably are walking for exercise. Thank you. Yeah. So why, when, when in proportion cars are bigger than bikes and then bikes are bigger than people why are we not letting bikes ride on sidewalks for number one because the sidewalks sit dead in luck to all the glers i don't know if you've noticed but recently i don't know how recent because i just noticed it about three four months ago there are stoplights but it's not consistent it's in areas where there might be a pedestrian wants to cross a busy street like Snelling, and they push the walk button. Their walk light comes on while the light is still red for the traffic that's going in the same direction that they're going. Mm-hmm. And it's about 10 seconds, but it's just enough right on red, while at the same time the pedestrian, who doesn't ever look both ways before they cross the street anymore gets their walk light and steps off the curb. Right, and I think the walk light on a red is to what? Give the pedestrians uh, uh, a leg up. Was experiencing seeing that red light thing and just took off, or the, the walk on a red light and just took off and didn't realize the bus was going to turn. You know what you've just pre- to take a right turn on a red? <gasps> oh, no! Well, think about it. That would cure the problem you just described. You're right. Yeah. All right, thank you. Time to bring about this, what they think is this utopian vision of a gentler way of moving around that would take commerce out of the equation and pretty much take families out of the equation. Well, listen to what they're going to do in London. Uh, Following a successful ban on cars, tensions may soon see a similar overhaul. Where we can take out traffic, we will. And there are a number of schemes which we are looking at from a design perspective, Norman said. Uh, number one, how Where can we they- can take out traffic, we will. Okay. Need to look at. Uh-huh. 
Okay, what's up with their... They can tell the air quality is already better. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? You just don't get the, the exhaust from a, 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 a bus. Right. Or what do they call them? Right. Lorry. Lorry. The lorry. Well, lorries are trucks, too. What the think. lorry? Yeah. I think lorries are trucks. I don't like it. They have the red lorries. Spewing the... Double deck. Exhaust. Mm-hmm. Makes it quite hard to breathe. Well... Uh, the other thing that's becoming terribly obvious is is that the Mysterians are getting bolder and bolder mm-hmm. to the point where this, this is a quote from their... Well, Boris bold, Johnson, didn't he... Uh, I think he established a fee on cars entering the city center. Now, I've been to London a couple of times. It's dreadful. It's it's congested. And and I understand they, they have they have problems they need to address. But but what it sounds to me like is that they believe the only way to address these problems is commerce, and there goes your family. Is the London where you were? How is a lawyer supposed to get to court and not be a sweaty mess? I don't know. I don't know how that happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, is London where you uh, a kid you used to had was told that you drive like a woman? No, that was Paris. Oh, told the kid, hey, get get him up from behind the wheel. He's not any good. <laughs> we're gonna be back in just a moment, but now thanks to our great friends in Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance, where it's. Their business to protect your business, and nobody does that better than Federated. It's Frank Miller from the Wall Street Journal and Your Money Now. Way on Wall Street, stocks are hanging on to strong gains. The Dow nearly of oil continues to climb today. Crude oil futures are up after OPEC says that it'll keep its supply cuts in place. On the back of that news, Chevron and ExxonMobil posting strong gains. Oil up around $1.50 to $68.20 a barrel. On the economic front, payroll processor ADP released a report showing that private sector employment and jobs. Traders also taking note of the Federal Reserve's Beige Book report, which says that the economy grew moderately during the April to May period. And shares of Dick's Sporting Goods are up after the company said that it expects its earnings per share to be higher than previously expected. I'm Frank Miller with Your Money Now on 1500 ESPN. Thank you very much. Yep, red, white, and boom time as usual. Join 1500 ESPN, Twin Cities, and uh, Twin Cities in Motion at Boom Island Park for the red, white, and boom half marathon relay and 5K. When you're all done with the race, you stick around for the finisher's grill out, complete with hot dogs, drinks, photo booth, picnic games, and so much finisher metal. And if you're at the lake or out of town, run the virtual red, white, and boom wherever you are on the 4th of July. Details, check them all out right on our website, 1500ESPN.com. Keyword on that is events. 4th of July, that means it's red, white, and boom time. Garage Logic will continue with Reavers in for Mr. Height doing the news in Garage Logic. 7-5. Garage Logic's artist in residence, Greg Holcomb, yes. has a wonderful idea. What's that idea? He proposes a new measurement for Byron Buxton. What? Well, he says Marjorie Johnson went 089. He has crossed the Marjorie line ah! and should be sent to Rochester. <laughs> the Marjorie line. I like that. Unfortunately, he might get there. Oh, yes. Yeah, right. Uh, here's Chris Reavers yeah. in the John Height okay newsroom. I'm, I'm good. Thank you, Rook, though. I appreciate yep. you looking out for me. Speaking of Byron, off eight times. Last night, it was a bottom of the 14th inning solo home run by Royals shortstop 
Alcides Escobar. There's too many Escobars in the league. We I can't have, keep track of them. We, well, we've got one. I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that gave Kansas City a 2-1 to victory. Kyle Gibson was pretty good. He scattered five hits over seven shutout innings, striking out eight and walking. Jeez. I saw this morning, I believe it was Deadspin, about the the improvements he's made to his slider has become one of the most devastating pitches in well, baseball this I can't year. I can tell you that I noticed that in particularly. Well, but. I personally think it's that in a, in a combination with him just simply attacking the strike zone more because he liked to nip Scott Barlow through four innings of shutout relief and his first victory of the season. Uh, same two teams go at it again tonight. Fernando Romero will start opposite Royals right-hander Brad Keller. First pitch from Kauffman Stadium is at 7. <laughs> What's the problem? What's somebody the somebody problem? just sent an email, and I, I think I know what's going to happen as well, and I uh, I don't know how it's going to end. Is this but... the biking one? Yes. Yeah, you're going to enjoy that one. Five games under 500. Who? Twins. I thought there's six. Well, I'm just looking in the Minneapolis paper. 22 and 28. Oh. They've played 50. Oh. I can't believe they've played 50 games already. I know. It's something else. Status for game one of the NBA Finals remains unclear. Was it a Kelsey email? No, uh, no, because I believe this one came through the Garage Logic page. Oh, right. yeah. mm. Love missed Cleveland's Game Seven victory over Boston after colliding with Celtics rookie Jason Tatum in Game Six. Game One of the NBA Finals from Oracle Center will tip off at eight PM Thursday. Okay. Yeah, uh, you were asking about numbers, by the way, Joe. Yesterday, what numbers? Like ratings? Oh yeah. Game Seven of the Western Conference Finals between the Warriors and the Rockets drew a peak audience of eighteen million viewers making it the second-most-watched NBA game in cable television history, uh, because I know you'd ask. Do you have any numbers on Game 1 of the Stanley Cup? Uh, I have not seen any. Right. I, I would assume that they would, that there would are be available, numbers. but yeah, that, that, that right. there are, I, fact, I think, numbers. I think that's a pretty safe assumption. Yeah, The look numbers, it, look it up I would assume, are available. The, compare it to uh, Game 7 in the West. Okay. Oh, boy, I bet it's... They probably... I bet it's less. I bet it's Vegas. Yeah. I, I mean... Heck, my wife wants to watch the opening because she just thinks it's cool and it's Vegas mm-hmm. and it's you know it's flamboyant. And people showing up in Elvis costumes and the whole deal. You know. Game two is tonight, by the way. Puck drop from T-Mobile Arena, seven p.m. And don't forget to watch that pregame from the Washington Post. Game one of the Stanley. Um, that give us a number of people. Okay, the uh, the highest for a Stanley Cup Finals game one since twenty fifteen. Not that impressive. Not surprisingly, uh, Vegas and okay. Uh, Just want a number. DC's 16.2 rating was the highest rated capital Eastern Conference final. I'm trying to see where they transfer You look silently while Reavers does the news. News notes from today. Minnesota's Attorney General sued the manufacturer of a fentanyl spray made to manage excruciating cancer pain, alleging that the off-label purposes... Documents presented this morning by Attorney General Lori Swanson showed how sales representatives for... Insys were coached to aggressively promote the opioid drug, Sibsys, for purposes beyond cancer pain to recommend higher initial doses than federally recommended. And gem physician, Swanson said, the lawsuit builds on other actions taken nationally against Phoenix-based Insys, whose chief executive was indicted in Massachusetts last year for allegedly conspiracy and racketeering. It also occurs amid a rising rate of drug overdose deaths linked to opioids, particularly to even heroin. Swanson said her office is considering legal action against other opioid manufacturers, but that it wanted to hold this company specifically accountable for marketing tactics that she called brazen 
and crass. An 11-year-old boy was hospitalized yesterday after being hit by a vehicle near an elementary school in Voyager Elementary School around 2.30 p.m. He was taken to Douglas County Hospital and then later transferred to Children's Hospital. The driver who hit the boy, a 23-year-old man, stayed at the scene and spoke to police. I found out some information for you. This is according to Wikipedia. Uh, a 2.2 million people. I nailed it. Uh, The highest ever 2015 game one was the Blackhawks and the Lightning 5.5 million. God almighty. Uh, And then I don't know. But that's higher than last year, though. So that's a deal. Wow. Yeah. And I really don't want to bum you out even more Mm. comparing the two. This one was on NBC, the hockey. Yeah. The basketball game was on cable. Right. Yeah. A Twin Cities lawyer is charged with tax evasion after allegedly failing to pay both corporate and individual. Marcus Anton Jarvis is charged with two felony counts of failure to file tax return and two felony counts of failure to pay taxes. Jarvis, who has a law firm in Brooklyn Center, owes $49,000 in corporate income tax and $37,000 in individual income tax, according to an estimate from the Department of Revenue. Tax returns from 2011 to 2014, but had filed federal income tax returns. Jarvis said he forgot to file them, according to the complaint. Well, who doesn't forget? What was I going to do on the 15th again? Oh, yeah. Damn, I forgot to pay my tax. Ride Ride my bike. bike. Like that guy in the video. He said he has been audited by the IRS. Jarvis did file federal, individual, and corporate returns for those years. The complaint does state. Polaris Industries Incorporated said this morning it was buying Boat Holdings LLC, the nation's largest maker of pontoon boats, for $805 million in cash. The deal marks the first uh, first trip into the boating industry by Plymouth-based Polaris, which makes all-terrain vehicles, snowmobiles, and motorcycles. Polaris said it expects $100 million in future tax benefits from the combined company and placed the adjusted value of the deal at around $705 million. Boat Holdings, an Indiana-based company that is closely held by its founding family, had others were down, by the way, uh, 2% in this morning's trading. A Russian journalist who was reportedly gunned down in Ukraine's capital strolled into a news conference that authorities called today to discuss the investigation of his death, revealing that the slaying had been staged to foil an alleged Kremlin hit plot. I'm still alive, Akrande Babachenko told, uh, told fellow reporters at a news conference held less than a day after police reported he had been shot and killed at his apartment building. Ukrainian police said today that Babachenko, a strong critic of the Kremlin, was shot multiple times in the back Tuesday, found bleeding there by his wife, and died on the way to the hospital. Kiev's police chief said that he suspected the journalist was killed because of his work. Details of the sting operation were not clear, including why authorities decided to go to such lengths to make it look as if Babachenko was dead. The head of the Ukrainian security service said the suspected organizer of the alleged hit plot was detained today, suggesting the bogus killing was amid uh, uh, was aimed at flushing him out. Scheme in advance. Oh, yeah, you no. might want to let her in. Oh on no, yeah. yeah. For the hell she had to go through in the past two days, there was no choice there either. He said. Mm-hmm. So show. Everything will be okay. That's All a right. tough one to explain to the bride. Uh, Dave Dahl coming up.
Thank you, Joe. We're up to 71 degrees, kind of eking up there. We'll probably get to the mid to upper 70s. A little bit of a break in the shower activity right over the metro right now, but they're redeveloping from Mankato down to Albert Lee and also in far southeastern Minnesota, and they are headed northward. So uh, a scattering of showers and storms likely again right around the dinner hour tonight uh, with those temperatures probably staying 5 degrees. Partly cloudy and isolated thunderstorm in the afternoon tomorrow. A warm day, though, and still quite humid. 84 for the high. 83 on Friday with partly cloudy skies. And then on Saturday, some thunderstorms, especially in the morning, clearing in the afternoon, and a high temperature up to about 79. Low to mid-80s for high Sunday all the way through the first part of next. Right now we're at 71, and I have the records for the day. May 30. 98 on this date. 98. In 1934. In 1934. 37. 37. In 1947. In 1947. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. I got a great ray of hope. I love good rays of hope. Here's today's ray of I'm on board sympathizing with the plight of sea creatures. Uh, are, we, are we on the same? Yeah, I think we're I'm feeling right. your vibe. Yeah. Okay. A Florida brewery has come up with a solution. <clears throat> Six-pack rings that can either biodegrade or serve as a snack for wildlife. I'm see- this is brilliant. Okay, uh, how, what? Instead of the plastic <clears throat> six-pack sure, ring, yeah. they've created, after years of research and development, the rings made of wheat and barley are now popping up in South Florida stores. Saltwater Brewery. I should have given this to Reavers for the beer show, but I needed the ray of hope. I in Delray Beach, developed the rings with a startup called E6PR. Troubleshooting and manufacturing the rings was expensive. E6PR hopes other breweries... Both small and large will buy into the new rings and help bring costs down. Okay. Plastic pollution is a, a big issue for the Gulf of Mexico, according to research by Louisiana State University. The Gulf has one of the world's highest concentrations of marine plastic. Let's solve that. And let's face it, people are slobs and they're going to, so we got to come up with stuff like this. Right. Because people are not going to be responsible because they've lost all relationship with nature. Each net or bottle dipped into the Gulf, but Benfield told uh, NOLA.com, the Times-Picayune in August. Last year, a volunteer beach cleanup on three miles of Elmer's Island gathered more than 170 plastic six-pack rings along with 4,000 pounds of other trash. But this baby, this baby, you just it just disappears or the fish eat it. Here.com, E6PR is testing the rings with a select group of craft breweries. But the company wasn't ready to discuss specifics. Time will tell if any Louisiana breweries incorporate the rings. This is fantastic. This is exactly what's going to happen. A million, that's a million-dollar idea. But this is exactly what's going to have to happen because morons take a six-pack to the beach and they discard the six-pack plastic ring. Believe, I still can't believe people do that. No, they shouldn't. No. That's called littering. Just, but here is a, uh, what did it say? It's wheat and barley. Yeah. And it either degrades... Or fish can eat it. Turtles can eat it. Well, it, Hell, you could probably eat it. I don't know. I'd yeah. have to. Well, it's wheat and well, barley. Wheat what and the barley hell? It like, tastes like a beer. Probably wouldn't kill you any. At the beach, take pictures, leave yeah. footprints. Isn't that quaint? Yeah. 
You shouldn't. You should have zero waste at the uh, at the beach. Put it back in your cooler and take it home. I'm not a. Uh, I'm not a litterer. I just uh... no. But you see, up and down the beaches, uh, aside from stuff in the 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 uh, trash receptacles are always overflowing. At least but in why, Florida. this could be applied to everything. <clears throat> this could be applied to rings of bottled water, rings of cranberry juice, uh, six packs of beer. They are initially. But if you can perfect this <clears throat> six pack ring for beer and it's biodegradable or edible, then why couldn't that be expanded to everything right now that is resulting in all of the plastic in the oceans? Well, it sounds like the country's finest are working out. I'm a crunchy conservative, aren't I? Yeah, you are. I really, yeah, you are. really. But uh, you know what? Uh, but no. That's no. I'm that's just a GLer. That's I'm just a, a GLer. That's GL. All right, take us to break. Did you ever think coming? Remember yesterday, Reavers had in his news uh, a new video coming out, a new video game coming out called Active Shooter. Yeah, I didn't like that. It was a school sh- uh, school shooting situation. Uh, it's been taken off the market. So sometimes, why would anybody complaining helps? Time. Yeah, that's good. Video games out there that they don't need to add another one. The game will not be released. Good. So that's a ray of hope too, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. I, I, I would again. I would have told my kid, you can't play that. I don't think you would have anyway. Help that. Uh, what's the temperature? Temperature is uh, in here. It's about thirty. I just said to put a sweater on again. Yeah, I'm gonna have to put mine on. Uh, officially, uh, seventy. Fifteen hundred ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis.